Good afternoon, everybody. This is John Harvey, the host of your conserv- your modern conservative podcast. Um, today I'm going to do something I normally don't do and I haven't done before, but I heard a song. It was absolutely, and it defines what's going on in the world and what we really need in this world right now. This song is a song that I heard this morning, and, and it literally came about this morning. And I said, you know what, I'm going to play this on the podcast so everyone can at least get a taste of it. We're going to play one minute of this song, song and uh, let you guys uh, enjoy it for about a minute and then listen to the lyrics. And then if you want to listen to the um, rest of the song, just go to my Facebook page or my Podbean page, and it will be in the description. The link will be, and you can connect it and listen to it for the entirety. So we're, we're going to play this song now. Today, I need to get to take care of business at hand. And uh, today, I have a couple guests on that uh, people will probably love to hear from. My first guest, his name is Kish. He is the CEO of Utah Patriots. He's a good friend of mine. Kish, welcome to the program. Tell them a little bit about yourself. John, hey, thanks for the introduction and thanks for letting me get on your podcast with you. Uh, UtahPatriots.com was founded last year uh, quickly after the. uh, Black Lives Matter events in uh, Provo when Ken Dudley was shot. Uh, we got pretty involved with other groups doing uh, some security details out there at Cottonwood Heights and West Valley and Salt Lake City with the police officers helping protect uh, communities and cities and small business owners. And it morphed into we ended up doing a lot of rallies and uh, Second Amendment rallies and uh, um, back the blue rallies and things like that. We do service work and charity work and we're pretty active. Now we've got a legislation, legislative group. We go up to the Capitol and we help with bills and things like that. So that's what we do collectively as a group. Good. Always good things. Always good things from Utah Patriots. Uh, my next guest is Miss Stephanie. She works in the medical field. And as uh, most of you guys have listened to me the uh, past couple of weeks, I've been big on COVID and the semi-COVID hoax. Now, I'm never going to say it does not exist. That is not what I'm saying. 
What I'm saying is, is it is pushed to the American people in an extreme manner, in a manner that's meant to cause fear in this country. Miss Stephanie works in the medical profession, in the medical profession, and she's going to give us a little bit of insider information as to what she has seen in the hospitals around the state. Miss Stephanie, could you introduce yourself, please? Yes, I'm, um, I work all over the valley. Um, I chose to stay in my certified um, educated um, role and all my certifications because it gives me the opportunity to be able to see what's behind the scenes of what's going on in Utah. Okay, now let me guess you something. Being in the medical profession, before we get into the, get into the uh, meat and potatoes of the conversation, what did you, what's your personal opinion of COVID? And its severity level. Well, I'm an unvac- and I'm unvaccinated, and I work directly with COVID. I will wear just a simple mask. My simple mask will fall down occasionally with a positive COVID patient. So that just shows that I'm not afraid of it. Um, I'm throwing myself in. I, I actually was like trying to convince otherwise what the news was saying, and nothing has ever happened to me. I've never missed a day in my job. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm actually, I'm working more hours so that I can see for myself what's truly going on behind the cameras. Now it's funny that you mentioned the medical profession. I have some friends as well that work. There are nurses and male and female nurses here in Utah. And, uh, I often have had conversations with them and they are telling me that, that the hospitals are not as crowded from COVID as they're telling us. Is that true? It is your observation? It, it is true. And your ICU rooms, those are the ones that are more critical. So that is the floor that I that I professionalize in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your patients are cardiac patients. Um, we've got kidney failure. We've got elective surgeries that are like hernia operations that people have lived with for years that could actually be weighted or they could be putting them in another unit, but they're choosing to let the public know that the ICU units are full and they're overstaffed. They're understaffed, but it's not true. They're not all COVID. Would you say that the medical profession from what you've seen here in Utah, are they honest about procedures that are been implemented in the hospitals? Um, They are, they are not honest. No. From your experience, could you give us some hint of what you've seen happen? Um, I have seen a lot of people that have very, a lot of underlying conditions with the COVID mm-hmm. uh, where they are very, very obese. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen people survive COVID with one lung. Um, I've seen people survive COVID with cancer. I've seen people serve, um, be in a hospital setting, come into an ER and they're convincing them to stay because they're telling them that they had run tests and they had positive COVID and they told them that they needed oxygen and this guy was completely speaking completely fine. They convinced him that he would get a better bed because he was concerned about that. They brought him up to an ICU unit and not five minutes later, they brought in another patient into that same ER room. So without sterilizing the room? Um, they, they sterilized the room. 
um, they were bringing the contaminated items out of the room. I actually have video of that. They brought the contaminated items out of the room and they were had the door wide open. Um, and the guy was walking in and out of PPE out of the room and bringing that biohazard um, virus out of the room. And then they brought in another patient that had UTI symptoms. Really? Really? Yes. Yes. So as far as the vaccine itself, what is the actual vaccine? Because it seems as if we don't really know what the vaccine, I've never heard the ingredients of the vaccine. Do you actually know? Have you seen some kind of package where it says this content is A, B, C, or D? Hey, John, this is Kish. Can I uh, address that? I saw something today and I did some research last week. It's called a black label. So when I get my medicine, my heart medicine, whatever I get, there's what is called a black label when you open up your medicine. And it has a disclosure that this medicine might cause rashes. It might cause dyslexia. You might get vision problems. You might have heart issues, kidney failure. That's the law under the FDA and the rules and stuff like that. But at no point in time until this week has the government ever put a black label on any vial of vial from the shots or vaccines that are coming up. Nothing. Which is interesting because it seems as if all the laws go out the door because of COVID, including HIPAA laws, which is which is ridiculous. I mean, I mean, they're telling the people that, you know, your employer can fire you. And uh, if you don't take the vaccine, well, your employer can supposedly can't ask you anything about medical, but yet they're getting away with it right now. I personally am going to sue the first time I hear somebody do it. I'm going to sue them personally, just because we need to make a point some way, somehow in this state. Now, Miss Stephanie, in my notes, um, there was a mention of saline solution being used to replace vaccines. Is that true? So I, I, um, I was an observation nurse of the uh-huh. vaccine of COVID and the, a lady was given the, the vaccine and 13 minutes after she received it, um, usually say 15 minutes or 30 minutes, depending on your underlying comorbidities. If you have a high risk or 30 minutes for the observer observ- observ- observation and mm-hmm. she said it was only 15 minutes, she didn't have any underlying conditions. So 13 minutes after it was administered, I thought I'd go ask her her questions and after I asked her her questions, she started grabbing at her chest. She started tearing up. Um, she started becoming flaccid. That means that she didn't have any involuntary, she didn't have any movement in her body. And she started to become very weak to where she started to slide out of her chair. Um, I lowered her to her, to the, I lowered her to the ground. I started taking her vitals. I started calling out for other nurses to come and assist me. Her heart rate was 220. Whoa. Um, where a heart rate normally is supposed to be 60 to 100. Right. Um, she was tearing up. She couldn't speak to me. It was obviously couldn't, she couldn't speak. We brought in medical. Um, she um, later started speaking. Probably It took probably about an hour and a half to where she could come to. She told me that she could feel her heart pounding. She told me she could not speak. And she told me that she she couldn't speak to me. And she was scared. Um, those are neurological effects, and those are effects that we have been told that can cause be caused from the vaccine. We also were told before the public that we needed to watch out for myocarditis and pericarditis. Those are an inflammation of the heart that can cause issues 
and those are directly related to receiving the COVID vaccine. So after she got, after we had did this, the news media, somebody had called from the public had witnessed this because the public was there. So they had brought in the news media. The director of that facility came in. I had never met her before. She told me to make it look good. She said, the news is coming in. I want you to make it look good. And I said, what do you mean by that? She goes, I want you to put an N95 on. I want you to put the face shield on. I want the PPE on. I want your gloves on. I want the whole, I want, I want the whole thing on. And she goes, oh, and another thing, you're going to vaccinate this nurse, but you're not going to use the COVID vaccine. You're going to use normal saline. Make sure it's normal saline. So, so sorry, go ahead. So the news, so the news came out. Uh, she watched me um, like a hawk and told me to be careful with what I said. Um, I injected the other nurse with the COVID. Um, instead of the instead of the COVID vaccine, we did normal saline. And when the news coverage came on later that night, I thought for sure they were going to um, state the truth of what happened because I did tell the news anchor lady that what I witnessed was not normal. And I told her she probably wouldn't report what I said. And they actually promoted the vaccine that night. They Nothing did. was mentioned with that lady. Really? What news, can you say what news station it was? KSL? You can whisper it in my ear. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Utah, it was a new Utah news station. It was a Utah news station? Yes. Hmm. And they said absolutely nothing in a later broadcast. Nothing. Now, is that is that the first time something like that has happened when someone received the shot? I never administered, never went back after I kind of was voicing my opinion to what was going on around me. They never so basically me. it became a hostile environment. It would have become a hostile environment. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So... Is it, did you guys get a high influx of COVID patients in this particular hospital? In any hospital in Utah, I have not seen like a huge amount of every time I do work in a critical care unit, you're not always taking care of COVID. You're taking care of heart conditions. You're taking care of um, liver failure. You're taking care of, like I told you, elective surgeries. Right. Um, I have seen, we have seen it increase, um, but I've, they're not, they're not dying, dying, like what they're saying they're dying, doing. And it's, and it is very people that are, it's most people that are actually, that I've seen is very, very obese, 400 pounds and so, underlying conditions. What so they, they basically have ailments that would, would, uh, expedite the effects of COVID more so than somebody who was healthy under 65 or under 50, Correct. whatever. Correct. Um, also at the very beginning of this too, um, when they said that our um, hospitals were completely full of COVID people, mm -hmm. we found out that they were actually nursing homes that were being, the, the elderly were being pulled out of the nursing homes and thrown in the hospitals for months on end in Utah. Just so taking them. So that basically they were pulling out their elderly homes, your folks' homes that we call them back south, and place them in the hospitals just to fill up the bag to give the appearance. Correct. Of COVID. Because that's interesting because I have a friend who works down in Provo. And he told me the exact same thing. He says, his quote was, dude, they're lying. Our hospital, our hospital beds are not overflowing. 
And I said, so why is it, why the grandioso lies? He says, I really don't know, but the hospital is playing this game along with the, with the uh, politicians, with the CDC. Now you had mentioned that the lady heart rate was up to 200. I had heard a statement. I actually had read a statement from the CDC where they said that was happening to about 1200 people throughout the United States, which if it comes from the CDC, it's most likely an understated number. Because when the Johnson and Johnson virus came from virus bacteria, um, geez, um, antidote vaccine came out. There was only six people at that time when they recalled or put the halt on the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. But I said to myself, more pe- women have blood clots from the birth control pill and they don't pull, they don't pull the birth control pill. So why are they actually pulling the J and J? Well, obviously you know why, because something is really wrong and the number is being understated by the CDC. And now that you hear, you know, if you go to the CDC, CDC website, you'll see where it says over 7,000 people died from complications of the vaccine, but most people don't, check that number. And I'm sure that number is understated as well. So when you say that the vaccine, I mean, one thing that stuck out in my mind is when you said that they substituted saline solution for the vaccine, that's just to what, give the appearance that they were doing their jobs? It was safe and it looked good on the news. But they didn't mention anything that they have given her the vaccine prior. So they left that part out when they spoke to the hospital, well, the hospital or whatever representative you guys had to represent the hospital. They spoke nothing of the vaccine earlier. Uh, a lot of your a lot of our a lot of our nurses, we do not we're not vaccinated. We don't want to get it. We talk. Well, why about- is that? What's your guys opinion? And that's based on what? Because of what we see, because what right. we see, how the patient can overcome this COVID. Um, I see people that can't survive the flu. The flu is bigger to me, but the flu vaccine is pushed right now. I think one of the things that people. I think one of the things that people misunderstand when it comes to the flu. Um, vaccine. I personally don't call it the va- vaccine because a vaccine has some kind of a remedy to, to make it almost almost impossible for it to be reoccurring. Whereas I call it an antidote. And the reason why I call it an antidote because you have to take the flu shot every single year if you want to minimize your risk of getting the flu. It's like getting a snake bite. The snake bite, rattlesnake bites you, you take the anti-venom, you're fine. I mean, you eventually recover. But if you get bitten by a rattlesnake the next year, once again, you have to take an antivirus. Not antivirus, but um, what do you call it? Antivenom. So that's the way I look at uh, the flu shot. I personally don't believe there's ever such a thing as a COVID vaccine. 
I agree. Be- because if you if you can't cure the common flu and you have to take a shot every damn year, how are you going to cure coronavirus when it's been around since 1965 and it has animal particulates in it, which means you'll never get rid of it? Every epidemiologist that I've listened to, other than Fauci, has said basically the same thing. You can never get rid of it because it's been around for so long. Hence the reason why we can never get rid of the flu. But the hospitals are making a lot of money off this stuff. That 20% they're getting every time somebody's taking care of it that's titled COVID, they're making more money. That's the only reason why they're branding people and they're participating. It's about money for every scumbag involved, all the way up to the hospitals and the White House. That's just the way I call it. Hey, John. Yes, sir. So we were at the county commissioner's office this week, the county uh, fighting these uh, masks for our children. Right. So it's been two Mm -hmm. weeks in a row. We beat Angela Dunn last week and and we went again this week to shore voices. And uh, Sophie Anderson, one of the groups on our one of the gals on our team, did some research and she called. She called the. Um. Primary Children's Hospital Mm -hmm. and specifically asked, how many beds do you have and how many COVID patients do you have? And they said we had 290 beds, 70 of them were part of a flood damage last week, so they don't count. So out of 220 beds, only two children are in the Primary Children's Hospital. There are a bunch of lies going on out there. They're spreading fear amongst society here in Utah. The children do not need a COVID shot. Is, Kish, isn't it amazing when COVID first came, came out and the vaccine first was distributed, they were saying children under 16 should not be taking the shot. Yep. Should absolutely not be taking a shot. Where in the hell did it all of a sudden change? They didn't come out with a new vaccine. Why is it okay now to give it to children? I'm trying to figure this one out. How is it all of a sudden they're pressing so hard and it's not even about the adults anymore? I think they've learned that the adults, those of us who don't believe in this mess, we're only going to go so far. We may social distance. We may wash our hands, but I'm not going to put a mask on my face and I'm not going to take your vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just don't do this particular vaccine and nor will my children. But my point is simply this. It's okay for the kids now. They're pushing harder than ever. Well, listen, guys, I've got a commercial break coming up in a few seconds. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this thing called COVID. I call it the jungle flu. But uh, we'll carry on that conversation in a few minutes. Sit tight. Welcome back, everyone. 
My name is John Harvey, and I'm your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. Today, I have a couple of guests on the air with me today, and we're going over COVID and some of the fallacies of COVID and how COVID is affecting family, friends, and ch- our children. Um, Kish, you wanted to talk more about um, COVID, and you want to talk about the reason why they're forcing kids to uh, wear a mask. Will you elaborate on that for us? Sure. Being a dad of six and some of them still in school, it's, it's all about indoctrination. Right? right. People like you and I and some of us that have been uh, on the uh, earth a few, a few decades, it's really hard to change our mindset, hard to change where we're at. But with children, they're easily molded. And I see a lot of these memes and pictures of these poor kids walking through school in straight lines, six feet apart with a mask on their face. You can't see uh, people's expressions, teachers' expressions. We've all been through this. It's kind of mundane to keep rehashing it, but it's indoctrination of our younger society for the future. The left doesn't need to win today, necessarily. They want to win for the future. Socialism, communists, uh, what happened in Germany with uh, with the, the killing of the six million, that was done over time. That wasn't done instantaneously, Right. That's done over time. So that concerns me. So that's the answer to that question, I feel. So, okay, so I've had, I've actually had doctors tell me that my patient has died of COVID when they died of cancer. And I said something because I'm very opinionated. And I said, well, wait a minute. He had cancer. Oh, well, he had COVID four months ago. And then they laugh. Really? Um, I, I had another patient that had was on uh, renal failure. So he had um, dialysis. He got confused because he, so he had COVID uh, months prior, maybe three months prior, four months, even farther than that. Um, He was on dialysis for kidney failure for years. Um, He got confused because he got an infection, a UTI, which can cause the elderly to become very confused. So then they turn to the family and they're like, what do you want us to do? And the family's like, oh, just, just stop dialysis. Just stop all that. So we stopped the dialysis. We cleared the infection up. He begged us to start dialysis on him. We did not. We killed him. He died. And then they marked that one as COVID also. For doing their job. Wow. <laughs> I've also seen people that have been on a ventilator. I have seen people extubate themselves. That means where they're actually pulling their own tubes out because they're getting sick of being on a vent. Um, we've actually experienced people walking out of the hospital when they've told, oh, you need to stay. You're really sick. And they've gotten up and they've walked out. And then security comes walking around looking and trying to get them to stay. And I don't understand why somebody I think people have the right to be able to walk out. I don't understand why security has to come up and try to get them to convince them to stay at the hospital. Well, let me ask you this question to my layman mind. Um I've often heard that ventilators are one of the worst things they can do to a COVID patient. Is that true? I believe so, because what happens is the ventilator is breathing for you and you get weak and you are sedated, um, which means that you're completely um, you're, you're the machine is breathing for you. So some people, their bodies get lazy and don't want to breathe for themselves. So once they're extubated, um, your chances of survival on a ventilator are just, they become less. I would never, ever want to be on a ventilator. I'd rather just die than be put on a vent. I don't know if you guys heard the report today where Israel said that um, 
Well, Israel is 92% vaccinated, but yet the mo- the people that are vaccinated, the people that are infected the most are those that are vaccinated right now. There's more vaccinated people with the Delta variant than there are non-vaccinated people with the same results. Also in India, India has 29 states. Of the 29 states in India, 20 of those states practice herd immunity because they're usually the poor parts of the country. They don't have medical resources like, you know, like we do here in other countries. The 20% of the state has about a 4% infection rate in India, whereas the other 29 states are carrying, and the other 20 states are actually carrying, sorry, the other nine states are carrying the most um, COVID infections in India. And India is a country of 1.3, uh, 1.3 billion people. So we don't hear about herd immunity anymore. And for years, that's what we practice was herd immunity. So why is it, what do you think is making the government push this vaccine so hard, more so than ever? Any ideas? I think it's to decrease the population. Thank you very much. I think we have a problem with overpopulation in the world, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Is it true that the swabs that they use now, the ones are from China, has a carcinogen on it? That uh, is. Um, I don't know about that, but I do. I did witness a nurse test herself three times in front of us. The first two were negative. The third was a positive. So that's the PCR test. Yes. Same day. But it's amazing how. But what what's amazing to me is how people. Don't use common sense anymore. I've often said to somebody, well, I did say this, that, you know, when you think of a liberal, you think of somebody, in a lot of cases, the vegans, the uh, vegetarians, the people who really, really watch their body and what goes into their body. They are some of the first ones to take the vaccine, which they know nothing about. Now, these are the same people that do not take aspirins, Tylenols. Sudafed, they believe in um, medicine. But it's ironic how they all will put something that's not approved by the FDA into their body so quickly without thought. Would you say that's fear or just lack of common sense or a little bit of both? I, I think it's both. I think people are not looking... And, and, and seeing that this is really stupid, I will tell people when they, when they were getting the vaccine, I was telling them it may or may not protect you. Three-month immunity, it's not FDA approved. And I would have one person tell me that they, okay, can I change my mind? One person. Only you know, one person changed their mind? Only one person changed their mind. Really? And people would come in and they would get all excited. And they tell me how excited I, they were. And I was an angel and I was a hero. And I told them, I said, I would look at them sarcastically and say, well, that makes me feel better giving it to you. <laughs> you know, John, I, I think in the state of Utah, we have a problem with the word obedience. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> a lot of these Utahns um, 
feel if they go against it, they're breaking the law of disobedience, right? And, you know, there, there's a, a major faith within the state of Utah, and it's being pushed out that you need to be compliant and follow the science. Well, I won't take much of your time. The science reminds me of as a kid when I was hunting. Me and my brothers would hop out of the car and we'd see a, a buck and the buck would start running. We'd start shooting, right? And we'd run and run and we'd blast this, this buck, right? And we'd look at each other and go, did you hit it, right? And I find the science the same way. They're trying to hit a running deer that they don't even know what it is, right? They don't have one point or five points or it's a six point buck. They don't even know what it is. There's really no science. It's not even perfected. And people are blind and they're sheep and they're following this obedience going, we have to be obedient. And they are, they're dependent upon the government. And they're listening to the government instead of being self-governing, righteous, God-fearing people. That's a problem. And, and you know, the word obedience it's, it carries a lot of weight here in Utah. Yeah. It carries a lot of weight. Um, a few weeks ago, I uh, had a podcast and it was about the church giving their recommendation. And my point was, there's a, there's a reason why we have separation of church and state. And it needs to stay that way. But... <laughs> I've got emails where people from people here in Utah, when they're asking, do we follow the church? Even though they gave us a recommendation and not a command. And so I say to people that are LDS. Now, mind you, I have no problem with the LDS faith other than the fact what's going on lately. Um, And it has nothing to do with the doctrine. It's just, you know, the position the church allowed themselves to be in. But I say to people, you know, you have a constitutional right, just like the church does. And I truly believe everybody should practice their constitutional rights and always fight for those rights, no matter who tells you what to do in opposition to your constitutional right. I don't care if it's your church. I don't care if the government. I don't care if it's the police. The minute you start giving up your freedoms and they'll start taking it inch by inch by inch by inch. And then one day you realize they're going to take a whole mile in one day. Yeah. And if people don't wake up and realize when the government tells you something, it doesn't mean it's true. Here's here's what's ironic. You got doctors against masks. Over 5,000 doctors telling you that the masks don't work. But we have one damn doctor. His name is Tony Fauci, who says you got to wear a mask, one, two, or three masks. You got to protect yourself. You got to protect your neighbor. You got to protect your children. But there's a video of him saying where the mask does absolutely nothing for you. Literally, there's a video. I posted that video again on Facebook. They fact checked and said this never happened. It's a video of him saying it. But the thing is, people are so embedded with Facebook. The faith, Facebook fact checker comes on and tells you this. People will believe it. They won't believe 5,000 doctors who said the masks don't work. They'll believe Facebook and Dr. Fauci and Creepy Joe. This is the problem. 
this is why we're having such a problem with the vaccine. We got the vaxxers and we have the non-vaxxers. It's like bloods versus crips. And the government is using it to their advantage. You know, it's like hospitals, for example. It's like corporate America, for example. It's like churches, for example. The federal government realized we constitution can't make these people do anything they don't want to do. That's their right under the constitution. And a lot of these people, like 73 million of us, we know this. So what do they do? They go to the hospitals, they go to the churches, they go to the employers, and they dangle that carrot in front of your face. That carrot is your liberty. That carrot is your freedom. It's your freedom that allows us to protest against their tyranny. And like I say, I don't care if it's the vaccine. I don't care if it's racism. I don't care if it's the border wall. There will always be a mental disturbance that will separate certain fractions of this country. And the reason why they will always exist because the government, some people in power will always have an agenda. And that agenda is straight tyranny, absolute tyranny. And the companies that are going along with them, the hospitals that are going going along with them, they're incentivized by money. Money, money, money. When the Bible says money is the root of all evil, they couldn't have missed it by far. So that's my two cents worth on this COVID thing. I hate it. I'm not going to play the game. I don't play well when I'm being forced. And I'm hoping everybody out there that's listening feels what I'm saying. Um, guys, we have a few minutes left, less than two minutes left. Guys, was there anything you guys like to say? Well, I want to just add to what you said. I, I watched a video recently of some lady in a uh, council office talking about this, and I, I'm not going to be as eloquent as she was, but she said, at no point in time in history has tyrannical governments and people in the U.S. ever won. We are 100% victorious fighting and beating tyrannical governments, whether it was the British, was the French or whatever it is, we've beat them 100% of the time. So she says, if you keep this up, you're going to be part of the 100% we beat. So I felt that very poignant. I absolutely agree with you and her. Miss Stephanie, we have about 25 seconds left. you have anything to say? No, I don't. Well, I want to thank you both for being on today and we need to do this another time when uh, my system is working better. Um, I appreciate you both. Um, I'll be airing again on Tuesday at five o'clock. Stick around because I actually have more things to bring to the people of this great state of Utah. My name is John Harvey and I'm your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. Take care. Take care.